Van Helsing, with his usual methodicalness, began taking the various contents from his bag and placing them ready for use. First he took out a soldering iron, and some plumbing solder, and then a small oil lamp which gave out, when lit in the corner of the tomb, gas which burned at a fierce heat, with a blue flame, then his operating knives which he placed to hand, and last a round wooden stake, some two and a half or three inches thick and about three feet long. One end of it was hardened by charring in the fire and was sharpened to a fine point. With this stake came a heavy hammer, such as in households is used in the coal cellar for breaking the lumps. To me, a doctor's preparations for work of any kind of stimulating and bracing, but the effect of these things on both Arthur and Quincy was to cause them a sort of consternation. They both, however, kept their courage and remained silent and quiet. When all was ready, Van Helsing said, "'Before we do anything, let me tell you this. "'It is out of the lore and experience of the ancients "'and of all those who have studied the powers of the undead. "'When they become such, there comes with the chance "'the curse of immortality. "'They cannot die, but must go on age after age, "'adding new victims and multiplying the evils of the world.' For all that die from the praying of the undead become themselves undead, and prey on their kind. And so the circle goes on, ever widening, like as the ripples from a stone thrown in the water. Friend Arthur, if you had met that kiss which you know of before poor Lucy die, or again, last night when you open your arms to her, you would, in time, when you had died, have become Nosferatu, as they call it in Eastern Europe, and would for all time make many more of those undeads that so have filled us with horror. The career of this so unhappy dear lady is but just begun. Those children whose blood she sucked are not as yet so much the worse, but if she lives on, undead, more and more they lose their blood, and by her power over them they come to her and so she draw their blood with that so wicked mouth. But if she die in truth, then all cease. The tiny wounds of the throats disappear, and they go back to their play, unknowing ever of what has been. But of the most blessed of all, when this now undead be made to rest as true dead, then the soul of the poor lady whom we love shall again be free. Instead of working wickedness by night and growing more debased in the assimilating of it by day, she shall take her place with the other angels, so that, my friend, it will be a blessed hand for her that shall strike the blow that sets her free. 